Welcome back to Going Long On First. Just as promised, we're here for another episode of Going Long On First. Just in case you forgot who we were. Can't remember the last time I said it. Actually, I say it every day. Wow. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Jeremy's still here. We haven't kicked him off the pod, even though he's been trashing us the entire week. Yeah, he's blocking Not you. Not you. Your quarterback. I well, know. I'd argue you. Yeah. Your quarterback. Absolutely me. Absolutely. As if you remember, I got a piece of paper over there. And you're spitting right on its face. Oh, I thought you were talking about my contract for this uh, for the podcast. Could be that too. Could be that too. Watch it. All right. We are here to preview the championship Sunday. But before we get to that, there is some news that we need to discuss. A few things have happened this week as customary for pretty much the beginning of the offseason for most teams. Well, there's just a few teams left. So we'll run through some of these coach changes, retirements, hirings, potential hirings, things like that. But let's start with Sean Payton. Um, He made his announcement, I believe, Tuesday was the official announcement that he was stepping down. I don't know if he officially retired. Did he officially retire or did he just say stepping away? Are you sure? It came out. It came out after because um, I seen a bunch of stuff as far as like the Cowboys going in because Jerry Jones loved him so much, and then I seen a stuff a bunch of stuff about Philly going after him, and he's officially retired now. That doesn't mean he can't come back. Yeah, absolutely. As a coach, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, anyways, he is stepping away um, from really a nightmare situation in New Orleans. Uh, he said. He saw the writing on the wall, and he said, yeah, I'm out. Uh, They're in cap nightmare. No quarterback. Aging star players for the most part. So he said, sayonara. I got my ring. Peace. So no head coach. Potentially no quarterback or question mark at quarterback. Cap nightmare. I think they're, what, 70 million under or over? Something like that. Teron Armstead is a free agent. You don't Teron want Armstead is a free agent. The running back it's, situation. You got hey, you got the wide receiver too. Doesn't even want to play there. I mean, you could go on and on and on. They got a funny situation. Yeah, it's 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 a nightmare. So Sean Payton's gone. I mean, he he's had a, a you know maybe a is he a Hall of Fame coach? I guess kind of start off with that. Yeah, Hall of Fame coach yeah. for Mister Sean Payton. I mean, hard to, you know, off the top of my head, yes. I don't, I don't see any reason why not. But I feel like Jeremy's going to have one here shortly. Jeremy. I, I don't know if I would just throw him into the Hall of Fame because he's got one ring, right? That's it? Yes. How many coaches did it on just one ring? Good, good point. He was a coach of the year as well a few years back. Actually, many years back. But that's right. Still got coach of the year. Been to the playoffs how many years? I mean, they went to the playoffs, you know, multiple years. He was a coach. I, I can't, I think I lean on Owen's side. I would probably put him in the Hall of Fame, maybe not right away, 
there might be some other coaches sitting out there that deserve it more, but you know, you could see it. I, I'd be okay with it. Wouldn't be opposed to seeing old Sean Payton. But let's jump back to the Saints now. Let's jump back to this. Like I've already said, it's a nightmare. Where do the Saints go from here? Like, how do they even, like, appeal to a coach, somebody to come in and be like, hey, you know, this is the team. We feel like you can lead us to the promised land. Even that baby maybe could lead us to the promised land. I don't know. Is Dennis Allen really the only legitimate guy? Saints land he is. Uh, I don't know, unless you want Jameis heading that, you know, taking on taking it on himself. Uh, but I don't know. They got, I mean, they got options. I don't, they'd probably be low end of the totem pole, but I mean, that's just a weird, it's just a weird case. Just, uh, it's more, it's almost more like the Saints are almost the afterthought in the situation. It's more of the thought of like, where is Peyton heading and how long is it going to take for him to get there? I.e. the Dallas Cowboys. You think so, huh? I think that's the more interesting part of the conversation because the Saints at this point, like they're they're going to be a few years. Uh, they're going to be at the bottom digging themselves out. They might, you know, still make seven, eight wins, but um, they're just in. A, I don't know. All right, let me let me throw this out to both of you. Say Tom Brady retires. Gronk retires with him and you know they're they're kind of doing a remake there almost as well Saints are you know who knows what's going on with them who's the best team in the in the NFC South then is it still the Bucks uh <laughs> huh what I mean just just this one move of Brady leaving and also Peyton leaving makes the NFC South the worst division in football. It probably does. It's got to be the Bucks still, just because they do have a lot of talent. But, I mean, shoot, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Jameis goes back to Tampa. That would be something. That, I mean, it's not happening, but it would be something. <laughs> just jump back and forth, depending on who's got the better situation at the time, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Or the worst, whatever situation that you need a quarterback to bring down, bring you back to earth. That's where Jameis needs to go. Yeah, you know, All right, give a little bit more love to the guy. He had a solid. Oh, I give start. all the love. He had a solid start to the 2021 season. Not great by any means, but it was a it was a solid start. And then, um, you know, injury pretty much derailed the Saints and any playoff chances, even though they were fighting for it at the end. I don't know. Saints are in rough shape, and it's only rougher now that Sean Payton is gone. Big but, time. I mean, 100%. Like, that's the only real saving grace they had for that playoff. They almost made the playoffs. Uh, really based on, I guess, offensive scheming, making Taysom Hill work somehow. So, I guess uh, that's what they'll have to rely on Thomas. next year again. Yeah. Uh, Yikes. Just a big yikes. And Dennis Allen, I don't know. Is it, he's still getting interviews elsewhere, isn't he? He is, yeah. But I, to me, he's the only probably legitimate guy. If you want to bring somebody within, he's got to be the one. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Not encouraging. If you're a Saints fan out there, you're really hoping and praying. All right. Let's move on to some 
I want to chime in real fast. Okay. Watching the coaching search, there's I hate to say it, but like I the Rooney rule is like full on needs to be enforced more. Cause like just watching the Bears go hire their coach, just you know, who the hell are these guys? And like Houston, uh, their big deal is um help me out here. Quarterback that played for literally half the league. Got his one playoff Rod game. Rod Taylor. No. I thought you said Houston. It's not wrong. Not wrong. Oh, Josh McCown. Josh McCown. Got it. So I just read the other day. This is off off uh, New Orleans, but I just read the other day. So um, Josh McCown is who Houston actually wants, but they won't hire him until another team interviews him because of the Rooney rule aspect of the thing or something like that. And it's just like, man, you got guys huh. like uh, – God, now I'm going to blank all of their names. Baby spits on me, and then I just lose my whole train of thought. Um, That'll do it. Who's the coach Who's the coach for for the Lions with Matt Stafford? And then right at the end there for Peyton. Jim Caldwell? Jim Caldwell. Motherfucker doesn't get another. I mean, no one even thinks he's an afterthought, you know? He was in the playoffs half his, half his career as a head coach, if not yeah. more than that. You know I mean? He had a couple of interviews, didn't he? I think not so, this yeah. Year, this year I, I for sure he was. Yeah, I, I, I could have sworn. I haven't seen his name pop up, but I oh, be, okay. definitely have not been paying attention. As no, much he's as definitely. Like, you're. I mean, you're right. Like he's him and the enemy. You think would be like right on top to get those jobs. And so um, this is this is what I'm going to say real quick. Eric, the enemy. He's one that I'm actually more out on than most because I don't think that's him. I think that's Andy Reid. Like just that's, to be totally honest. Uh, honestly, most teams are probably agreeing with you. Stephen A. went on first take this morning and absolutely put a firestorm on the Broncos for taking Hackett over the enemy. He's like, oh, that's messed up. You can't be, you know, just all bullshit. But it's like, obviously, they view Hackett in a much stronger light than every team just isn't seeing it with the enemy right now. Like I texted you guys this morning, what Hackett did in Jacksonville to go to that AFC championship with Blake Bortles is very impressive. Now, Biennemi, to be able to go, what is he hanging his hat on? Oh, I've been the offensive coordinator with Pat Mahomes, the most gifted quarterback of this century, and then Andy Reid, one of the best play callers of this generation. Like, that's not really like a thing to hang your hat on. Now, yeah, honestly, if he's white, he probably would have got a promotion by now. Like, let's just be honest. Like, it's it's I'll go there. Like, at the end of the day, probably. Now – I wouldn't have hired that guy regardless because I, I, like I said, I, a lot of it I think is on Andy Reed more than anybody, but like Flores not getting any traction. It doesn't seem like um, Doug Peterson surprisingly is not getting much traction, but to me, it seems like they just pluck these coordinators out of anywhere. No one even retreads guys anymore. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're say Sean Payton. Yeah. I think you have to be pretty successful to even have a shot at another place. Like, if you're, uh, yeah, even Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl, is uh, like you said, not really thrown out there really anywhere. Uh, his name, no, isn't... he's just been, just been being interviewed. The, now, I will say, Byron Leftwich is supposed to be damn near a lock for Jacksonville. Yeah, that's on my list here yeah. coming up. But yes, yeah. So not to jump, Seth, but no, I, of course the one not. Thing Jeremy. I would say, I, I can't help myself sometimes. The one thing I'll say about Byron Leftwich it would almost be a better move for him to wait out Tampa. Arians ain't going to be there more than another year. 
No, if but Brady he retires wants for sure, maybe shot, he's no. not. Yeah. Money. I mean, Money's the thing. You got to strike it while it's money, hot. Money, money, it. You know, but then it's like the Tampa Bay, you know, the Tampa Bay offense takes a poop in the wake of Brady retiring, then, like, maybe they don't want to hire him anymore. Or you go hang your hat on the fact that you've got Trevor Lawrence, who's looking like godsend, but uh, also ultimately Urban turned out to be, you know, a frog with lipsticks or a pig with lipstick or whatever. And now Byron, if he goes over there, and if he doesn't pan out, what do you, what do, you do? You know what I mean? True. Well, yeah. I mean, it, like, I don't know who said it, but while the iron is hot, you got to take it. You know, you got to jump on it. You can't, you can't say no. And you got to take the iron while it's hot, my man. And Jacksonville is an appealing spot. I mean, they have a y- lot of young talent, have a lot of cap space. So you could probably do a lot of things. You'll have, yeah. you'll have opportunities to add. And so and the fan base will be so far behind them, right from Jump Street, too. Right. You know, the one thing I'll say, I think the Hackett signing is a good signing because you understand a little bit what Denver's trying to do here by trying to lure in, you know, Packers West, like you guys said earlier, or Rodgers, the big fish. But, like, the Bears going and getting Matt Eberflus, what the hell is that? Like, hey, let's go hire a defensive coordinator to build up our rookie quarterback. Like, what are you doing? I I just – That's what you mentioned, Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell was a finalist for the Bears job. Apparently they were impressed by his plan for Justin Fields. They just valued their defensive history legacy more. So they went with Matt Eberflus. Now the leader of a great Colts defense the past four years, it well, three years besides the loss against Jacksonville, <laughs> just this last game. But uh, so it makes sense in, in one way, but uh, like you said, Jim Caldwell, he's, He's he's out there. He's got he's got some nibbles, uh, but you're right. It, it seems counterintuitive for a rookie quarterback that is very raw. Did you say Eberflus was the defensive coordinator the last four years? Three, actually. I, I Wasn't Gant the coordinator there last year? No. Eberflus was hired to be Josh McDaniels' defensive coordinator, but and then Josh McDaniels left. Reich came in, Reichs liked Eberflus still, so they kept him. So maybe this is just my my chance to bury jo- Jonathan Gannon. But this is yeah. another guy that's like getting serious recognition, like as a head coach. That guy was fucking terrible this year. Like terrible. And it's like, but man, like any if anybody, if Jonathan Gannon gets hired this year, then I'll be really mad about the Eric Bianami not getting a, a you know a job. Because at the end of the day, no matter what Eric Bieniemy's done over there, and no matter who his head coaches or anything, quarterback, any of it, he's done better than Jonathan Gannon has his coordinator. Like that's just as simple as this. Now I could see Jonathan Gannon ended up in like classic stupid Minnesota move. Let's get rid of the old washed up guy and bring in the young, you know, the young guy of the same mindset. And then it doesn't fucking pan out. Like I could just see that, you know, and he'd be like a two year wonder there. And I would just be like. Not surprised. He was a terrible, terrible defensive coordinator. You know, that, I guess that's what's been getting me the most of this whole thing. As I've been watching these names get thrown around, and like the only ones I really take seriously is like literally any coordinator out of Tampa, any of them, you know, Bulls, uh, left, which now, like I said, retread Bulls. He's not getting really any traction. Uh, Hackett's a good one. Eberflus, meh, probably not, in my opinion. Um, 
Dog, I'm surprised not getting another one. And if there was another guy to get just retread right away, it'd have been Flores to me. But I don't know, man. This has kind of been a the last couple of years, like for instance, when we pulled Sirianni just literally out of nowhere, that's kind of what some of these feel like. Is it's like, hey, let's just go take a shot on this dude. Now, for the most part, it panned out for us last year, and most part it panned out with us for Doug. So I can't really be the guy to really poo-poo on this too much. But at the end of the day, it's like it just seems like there's I mean, there's John Gruden's on the market too, but uh, it just seems like um, it just seems like some of these guys have more, more there. You know what I mean? More proven. Uh, another one um, that's kind of getting a little bit of uh, traction the last couple of weeks is um, blanking on his name now. Uh, Niners defensive coordinator. What's his name? Demico Ryan's. Demico Ryan's. He's yep. His name has been thrown out there in the last couple of weeks, mainly because of what they've done, you know, the last half of the year, uh, be interesting to see if he gets a job too, you know, depending so, on how playoffs. The finalists for the Vikings. Yeah. Seth, I want to okay. chime in on that real fast. So D'Amico Ryan's longtime Texan, longtime Eagle. Okay. Middle linebacker. He played with us under chip, right? He is got a similar relationship with Jeffrey Lurie that Jason Peters had as a player. And, uh, He's a name that popped up for the Philly defensive coordinator job if he was to, you know, not find a head coaching job and if Gannon was to go. Um, some of the quotes coming out of Philly about that guy as like a leader of men, because he'd be like a Tomlin type, you know. Um, D'Amico Ryan's, I could see like getting a job and being one of the best coaches in the league like right away. Um, but yeah, he's got some serious recognition. And I mean, Texans job, probably the perfect fit. You know what I mean? You would think. Bring him in for you would think, right? Yeah bring him in for a rebuild you know he's got you know he's got roots there in houston you don't so it's probably you don't think it's likely that he'd make a lateral move to philly do you um possibly now that was just basically off of his relationship in philly um right it would be you know after a fallout with everything but uh i really hope he's the guy that gets a a head coaching job deuce was kind of like that too you know where he was kind of just getting kicked down the road as cam was getting kicked down the road in philly and then he ended up in uh, Detroit. But um, D'Amico Ryans, he's definitely a guy that seems like he should be getting the shot. Um, Gerard Mayo, he's another guy that seems like he should really get in the shot. Gerard Mayo was like, he was supposed to be the hot candidate for Houston. And then all of a sudden, Josh McCown's name came up and everybody's like, yeah, Josh McCown's who they really want. It's like, fuck, you know? It feels like it's coming get- out of nowhere. I think Gerard Mayo's probably the more likely. Uh, these are, I mean, there's a lot of interesting races here obviously the giants uh the giants have uh narrowed it down a little bit i think flores was kind of the leader there um god i can't remember the other names but that'd be a good one i I think that'd be a good hire for them i think so too vikings have six finalists but you know that's probably probably going to be the the next one to drop because uh with the gm just getting hired and they're not wasting any time with the second interviews so all right yes these last few will be interesting, but so far the only confirmed ones is Eberflus and Hackett, where, as we kind of mentioned, Byron Leftwich is pretty much locked in, not official yet, but it's trending towards that he gets the Jacksonville job as well. Just because mainly I think Jacksonville, Hackett, Eberflus with the other two finalists, they also interview Caldwell. It feels like it's Leftwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, maybe it, might, cool. maybe it should be, maybe it should be. I was just going to say, how cool would that be to see him come back to Jacksonville like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
full circle, as they say. That'd be very cool. All right. That's it. As more hirings or firings or whatever happen, we will obviously keep everybody updated. But let's jump in to our top five this week. As I mentioned earlier in the recap, we are doing top five players remaining in the playoffs. Now, this should be interesting. I'm sure we'll all have a few of the same people on here, I'd assume. That's what I was, you know, on the spot idea. We could do a snake draft because okay. I feel like we're probably going to have four names, maybe five that are the same, probably three or four. Okay. Yeah. I'm good for that. Let's do it. We haven't done that. That's how we started this. Why don't we, uh, yeah, let's do it here. Let's get, let's, and let's shake I, things up a little bit. So I have about, 12 names that I have. I'm going to have to expand my list now because I condensed it to my six. Yeah. And then you now I'm going to have to go back and the rest of them. Yeah. That's, you just got to make the list and then detail it after the fact. That's what I did. I just left my list, but then ordered it. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Do you seven, have paper eight. though? 15 guys. Do you no, I don't have a notebook. Oh. I only got the, the notepad, but yeah, I got 15 okay. guys listed. I was going to say Seth goes with the. Let's get this clutter out of the way, and that this is my list. Yeah, nice that's shiny. what I do. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have twelve names tentatively ranked. I have my big board. Okay. So if you want to do, we could do four rounds, three to four rounds. Okay. Sure. Up to you. All right. No, go ahead. You're you're leading this, Owen. You tell me. Okay, well, let's just do four rounds, and it's like a, we all have our top four or whatever. Yeah, that that's fine. I, I like that. Sounds good. And we're not and we're not building a team. We're literally just taking the next best player we think pretty much is out there. We're, so we're going top first. down then, right? We're going top right. down. Yeah, to, right we start at the top. Right. So who goes first? Uh, what's the best way to do this, Jeremy? Number who's born, who's burned first in the year? Who's born born first in the year? What's your birthday on May? Seth, what's your birthday? January 1st. No, it's July. All right, so mine's February, so I'm first. You um, fucking asshole. What a <laughs> douche. No. No. Uh, it was easy. That helps. Number, so no, okay, I'm, I'm not going to guess. I have a number one through three. Two. <laughs> what? Seth, go ahead and say it. What, what did you say, Jeremy? Two. Jeez, this is Seth a number one. Yeah, that's it. Uh, hey, Seth, yeah. Seth starts. Seth, he was going to say that regardless of what I said. Seth, Seth, who is who is the top left on your screen? That'd be Jeremy. And then Jeremy goes second. There you go. Okay. All right. So starting off our top five player snake draft. None other than, of course, Patrick Mahomes. Easy there. Not even a question. Your MVP, well, almost probably your postseason MVP at this point. Maybe your Super Bowl MVP, former MVP. It's got to be Mahomes. What he's done, it's just not even a question. I think it has to be Mahomes, Superman, whatever you call him. Mahomes. I, yeah, Mahomes. Owen, was he also your one? Nope. He was my one as well. He, he was your one, Owen? No, no. no. Oh, he was two. Ooh, all right. 
Maybe Owens number one will sneak to him. But Jeremy's yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't go ahead. So I'm two. Um, my number two. So I just got to throw this out there real quick. I did it off importance to their team each game. That's how I kind of did it. Number two for me is uh, Matt Stafford. Um, the way okay. he's playing, the importance he brings to the Rams. Because, I mean, if Matt Stafford doesn't show up for a game, they're out of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as that. The game he had last week was pretty big as well. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of how I'm doing this list is without this guy, are they here? And I don't think – without Matt Stafford, they're they're not at this point. In the that's season. fair. So, that's fair. So you're, you know, if – you know, in, in the spirit of the draft, I think you probably could have got him later. But I respect you holding to your values. So you're Jeremy always your goes off to left field on these. He always does. Hey, he just has to be me, different. Hey, you told me to go with my list. I, I that's literally that's, my no. one of my two. Hey, that's that's what you yeah, want. Yeah, Jeremy, you do you, Jeremy. I'm just saying it just it seems that's, like when we do these lists, it always feels like Jeremy's out here and then Owen and I are kind of kind of treading this line Where, a little bit. Seth and I are chalk, and then Jeremy's got the wild, the bold takes. He's got every eagle I'm, born on his list. There's no eagles on this list. There's also no Packers on this list. Owen, you're up. Ouch. <laughs> that that hurts. Uh, I got back-to-back. Uh, and I'm, you know, the way I look at it is basically like, um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of a mixture, but kind of how you would think of like if you put your top 100 Hold together. Hold on, time out. Is your number I, – I assume your number one is still here. Yes. it probably was not Matt Stafford. Okay. Correct. Correct. My number one and uh, three are still here. Matthew Stafford's teammates on the defense, Aaron, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. In that I, order, three and four? Yes. And I kind of would do it – like I said, I would do it like, like an NFL top 100 is how I kind of envisioned. Like I kind of – Made it up in my head and just used these players. Uh, Aaron Donald, for obvious reasons, forever a pro bowler and for sure a Hall of Famer. Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in the league at a position that is so premium. So give me those two, two dudes who excel at it all. And the way you look at this list and you see all the, you know, kind of where the Rams are at, like they have like top, top, tops of their positions in the league. And then a lot of like role players that are kind of just working out right now. Everything's working out in the playoffs. So give me Donald and Ramsey back to back. That was my two and three as well. So, yeah, I would have went Mahomes, Donald, Ramsey. So this is – Donald was my three. Ramsey didn't make my list. Um, Not for, you know, lack of player, but he didn't make my list. So I am five, right? This is your number two. I'm – Pick five right here, right? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So to stick to my guns here, my number four is Chris Jones, uh, Kansas City. Um, for literally like everything you just said about Donald Owen, he's got that same impact on the Kansas City defense. And uh, here's the deal: once we've seen Kansas City's defense start playing well, what who was who was the guy that was the key cog in the you know the machine there? It's Chris Jones. You know, they, they switched where he was playing uh, position-wise, and all of a sudden the entire Chiefs defense is way different. Um, he's my four, but falls in at five for us. Okay, interesting. Uh, the guy I wanted just so happens to fall into my lap, and, man, <clears throat> if I was making an offense, this would be lethal offense if this was my Madden team. 
has to be Cooper Cup here. My number two, number six on this list, number two for me, Cooper Cup. You talk about Matt Stafford and what he's done. Cooper Cup is a huge reason and has been all year. He's Mr. What is he owing? Mr. Nine catches 120 yards and a touchdown. Everything else is a bonus. Yes. Yes, absolutely. There he is. Cooper Cup. So I'm back to back right now. This is my number seven. Next one. I'm jumping to the defensive side. Number three for me on my list. Nick Bosa. The guy who has been a train wreck pretty much all season destroyed Aaron Rodgers and Dennis Kelly on the right side of the line. Never forget it. Um, yeah, he's a game record. I mean, he's huge for that defense, uh, a big part of that defense, the, the way he can pressure all night long and just get in the backfield and just destroy an offense. Joey Bosa for me. Joey Bosa? I'm Nick Bosa, my bad. I, I'm always I'm mixing them up. Nick Bosa. That's crazy. So that's the list, sure. right? No, back to Jeremy. Oh, yeah, How many we got... total are we doing? We, you, you and Jeremy me have two more picks. Right now. He, he you and me have two more picks. Am I two in a row here? No. Jeremy, me, me, Jeremy, Seth. I end it. Got you. Got you. Okay, so um, Seth, with where you took Cup is exactly where he fell on my list. I didn't have – I don't have a – well, we did top five. I'm, I'm confused the amount of numbers here. Um, <laughs> you're really, you're getting so four got, players on your list. You're making a list of four for you. Yep. I had just pulled a top five A and B for myself. So I had six guys to the ready. Oh, um, um, no, actually one is left. Um, so I'm at eight here, right? Um, yes. I'm just going to stick to my guns. He's my five Joe Burrow. Um, just hey. a simple, Going off importance to the team, if Cincy doesn't have Joe Burrow, they're not they're not even in the playoffs. If Cincy doesn't have Joe Burrow, they're not good. You know, um, Joe Burrow could show up next week or this weekend, and he could pro- he might be able to play shot for shot with Mahomes. It's I mean he he's got that ability. He's got the offense too. He's got the arm too. He's got the talent too. He's Joe Cool, you know he he's got he's got all the tools in the cabinet to do it. So. I think uh, just as far as talent, like we've said for a while now, he's the top five quarterback in the league already. Um, this is going to be, you know, really a, a, his chance to show how far up in that top five you can make it. If he comes out and they stun KC, I mean, this that's big. That's real big. And uh, for them to do it, Burrow's going to have a, have, have a massive game. So give me Burrow at eight. Huge. Well, well, uh, Seth took his quarterback number one. Jeremy took his two quarterbacks in the mid rounds. And uh, I guess that means I have to take Jimmy G just to make sure I have a quarterback. You don't have to. No, I'm not going to do <laughs> yeah, that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take his bodyguard, though. Give me Trent Williams. Oh, yeah. Possibly the only offensive lineman. Possibly the only offensive lineman worth taking. Feel like it's definitely the only one that's going to be on this list. Uh, you know, just a dominant left tackle with the absence of Bakhtiari all season. Trent Williams has been that big veteran presence and probably uh, well deserving of that first team All Pro. I think. Did you it. see what? Um, geez, I'm blanking on names tonight. Uh, Shanahan said about him using Trent Williams as a pulling left tackle. Yeah, that was yes. <laughs> 
how how is this legal that we are able to make him move like he just flat absolutely crushed that i mean as a defensive end that has to be the one thing that makes you scared like it's just like a guy 300 pounder running straight at your face uh, as you're trying to hold contain uh so yeah give me trent williams uh and to round it out still not gonna pick quarterback but i am gonna take skill guy on offense take my pick i'm taking travis kelsey dang it owen I was going to be my last pick. Clutch touchdown at the end. What was the story that he was basically calling uh, the last He's doing drive? his own thing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's just he's just given – it's kind of like the Devante, the Rodgers thing, but Kelsey's like more verbal. He's like, I'm just going to go do something fucking crazy. <laughs> and Mahomes, Mahomes is like, like okay. Yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I'll do that too. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Williams, Kelsey, back-to-back. All right, so – Owen, your list is done. What's your list? Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Trent Williams, Travis Kelsey. Okay. Jeremy, your last choice. I just realized I don't know my list. (laughs) The way I've been making my notes. You got it, Owen? Stafford. Stafford. Uh, Chris Jones, right? Chris Jones. Chris Jones, Joe Burrow. There we go. There we go. Let me Need just one more. throw in this. Let me just throw my initials in here. No big deal, boys. We. Owen Kelsey was my next up. Um, same. Same. He's one of the key cogs here. Williams was a name I had down, but I didn't actually have him listed as far as where he'd have fell. Um, I'm really torn here on who I want to go with. Still got some decent names. Some big names left. Um, I am going to go take a quarterback. My last Jeremy. pick. My last pick. This. this is your last pick. Yep. That oh, it's my pick. last pick. Well, last it's pick. It's Jeremy's last pick. But yeah, you're right. That's we get it. All right, Seth. Hey. Um. If you ain't I'm gonna first, take Jamar last. Chase. I'm gonna take Jamar Chase. I'm gonna go wow. Jamar Chase for the simple fact of, you know, for everything I said about Burrow, um, you know, his wingman is Jamar Chase. Like, so much of that offense runs directly through that guy. I think I just read he's 18 yards short of the rookie record for playoffs to only Torrey Holt. Um, I mean, he's the guy's a freak. You know, what he's been doing, not only the playoffs, but just all year. I mean, he's put up or shut up, and he's been putting up and not shutting up. So, yeah, give me give me that Cincy duo for sure. All right. Let's hear your list, Jeremy. My list looks like this. Um, I have Matt Stafford, Chris Jones, Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase. All right. Not bad. All right. Since y'all stole my last two players that I wanted, I'll go ahead and take probably the only offensive player on the San Francisco 49ers that matters, other than Trent Williams. Give me Debo Samuel. Ooh. Give me a little Debo. You give me a dual threat out of the backfield as a receiver. Slotty, I mean, goes everywhere in that in that offense. He he's Mike or Mike. Wow, Kyle Shanahan's you know X factor wherever he can go. Uh, he's it. So I'll, I'll take a little bit of that. Absolutely, Debo Samuel first, is first team All Pro. Debo Samuel. There it is. There it is. All right. So my list was Mahomes, 
Cooper, Bosa, Samuel. Pretty decent list. Not bad. I think mine's the best, but that's fine. So uh, Jeremy's got the only Bengals. That's kind of how I – I wasn't sure if there would be more than one. So Jeremy got that out of the way. He got two. I honestly thought it would be more likely that Mixon got picked than Chase. Just really? I was torn. I was going was, Chase for sure too. That was mm. the guy I was torn with. Is if I wanted to roll with Mixon or if I wanted to roll with Chase? Because uh, I mean, Mixon's important to that offense, but Chase, I mean, him and Burrow, the way they play off each other is wild. You know. Yep, for sure. So I had four Rams listed. We had them. We had them all four picked. Uh, I'm missing a couple 49ers. Anyone have George Kittle on their radar? I had Fred Warner on mine. Same. Owen. So, because this is where I was with my with my list. My actual list looked like this. Mahomes, Stafford, Donald, Chris Jones, Burrow, Cup. That was my top five A and B. Okay. I only I only literally listed two Niners, Bosa and Trent Williams. That was it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's I fair. feel like if the if the Niners win and make it to the Super Bowl, or if they win the Super Bowl, it's a team game that they're winning off. It's not the fact that one guy's really having a hell of a game. Other than Debo, um, and honestly, I, I did leave Debo off, and that kind of disappoints me because I love that guy. But uh, Kittle and uh, Warner, I. Kittle doesn't have the same effect that Kelsey does. You know what I mean? Not not right now. Not right now. Yeah. And and even Warner isn't as important to that defense as I feel like Bosa is. Correct. I agree. Or at but least maybe maybe he's more important. But Bosa is like the impact. Like yeah, like he, yeah. He makes he makes a difference. He makes a difference. A difference maker. All right. Good list. Good list. Owen. Good idea. I like it. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. I'm the idea guy. The idea guy. Hey, oh, Ikea guy. Wow. All right. All right. It's all none right. other than time for a little <laughs> bit of Championship Sunday. Line is right. I, I'm so like excited from betting now. I don't. I've got one pick right. All playoffs. All playoffs. I do. End I games. have maybe two. Actually, no. I probably have a couple from Wild Card Weekend. But last week, I just had. I believe I just had the Rams. I must have been so flustered that I just didn't even write our, our names down for the scores properly. So I'd have to. I'd have to go back just to get, go for honesty's sake. You, Seth, is convinced he only got the Rams right, Jeremy. I am convinced as well. I'm convinced Jeremy does not remember who he picked exactly. <laughs> That's crazy because I don't. Um, <laughs> I think like, I th- so. I know we all went on the Packers, and I know we all went on. That was stupid. One other game because we juiced twice last week. Uh, must the Packers was go- one, and there was another one. I don't was remember. It who. Was it sin- was it Buffalo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that might be right. It might have been Buffalo. I feel like I remember Jeremy picking KC. He definitely took I Tampa. Like I did too. God, I felt like I did too, actually. I know Jeremy I and I Tampa. picked Tampa. Yep, Jeremy and I picked Tampa. We lost that for sure. I picked Green – or we all picked Green Bay. And then I picked Tennessee. Maybe – did we all pick Tennessee? 
there was two games that we that we all agreed on. There was two of them. I remember it clearly. So it must have been Tennessee, which surprises me. It doesn't feel right, but now that you say it, I was like, okay, I guess that's exactly what happened. I definitely took Tennessee because I thought they would win in the trenches, and they definitely didn't. Well, I mean, they kind of they kind of did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, on one side of the ball, yes, yeah. All right. Anyways, you know, oh, and you have redemption. It's Championship Sunday. You can go out perfect two and oh if you'd like. That's right. Week to week. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Seth. Well said. Uh, I got to I got to fight through the down the down times. Uh, and now I can think with a clear head because there's no Packers uh, to worry about in the playoffs. <laughs> there is certainly plenty to worry about outside of football, but Nonetheless, we start championship weekend off Sunday, two o'clock. And this is lit the literal perfect uh, timing for Sunday games is two o'clock and five o'clock or five. Yeah, it is. I agree. I agree. And then you're done. And then you're done by 8 30. You can go to bed and have a normal Monday and not stay up till 10, 10, 10, 30, 11 if it's an overtime game. Um, so. Sunday, 2 o'clock, CBS slash Paramount Plus. The Cincinnati Bengals travel to Arrowhead Stadium. The heavily favored Kansas City Chiefs hosting this one. This, I have a hard time predicting. Um, This could be lots of points. This could be a complete blowout. And this could also be a major upset. Um, this would be definitely a more major upset than the Niners last week. But the yeah, Bengals have been, definitely would be for sure. The Bengals have been upsetting a lot of teams on their way to the AFC Championship. This is a this is a huge like. What's the opposite of a legacy game, but in a good way? Like Burrow could. We thought Burrow was a couple years away. He's the he's here. He's made it. This is prime time. He wins this game. He is now already one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And he's set going forward. We all know what Patrick Holmes' legacy is setting out to be. Can he be the only can he be the answer to Tom Brady's long tenure success at a young age? getting all this, this, these wins. He's only 26 years old. One win away from his third Super Bowl already. That being said, Kansas City favored by a full touchdown at Arrowhead Stadium. Seven whole points. Whoa. A whole touchdown at home, eh? Correct. That's big. That's big. In big a time. championship Sunday, that's big. That's got a, one of the biggest ones probably ever, I would think. On championship Sunday, um, I don't know. Niners against Niners are favored pretty big against the Packers. No, uh, that's Fal- true. Falcons were favored pretty big against the Packers, uh, but there, you know, there's been some unlikely like one one to six matchup very well, you know, something like that. All right. Well. I'll start then, eh? Go ahead. 
I'm obviously taking the Bengals. I am taking the Bengals to cover this. I think this is going to be a repeat of the Chiefs Bills, where it's just going to be back and forth all afternoon long. Uh, I think the only way the Bengals have a shot at winning this game is if they score like 40 points because the Chiefs will score probably pretty close to that too. That's my only way is Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, that offense just balls out, which they absolutely could because the Chiefs defense has, even though it started off pretty well, it has faltered a little bit. Neither team has a dominant defense, so that's going to be another high-scoring game. I'm taking the Bagels to cover that for sure. And you know what? I'll add to it. Give me the upset. I'm taking the Bengals through and through. A rematch of week 17. Seth says the Bengals repeat in beating the Chiefs. Jeremy, do you agree? Seven point spread, right? Chiefs? Seven points. Give me the Chiefs. Ooh, foolish. I, you know, Seth, I hear you, but I feel like if it comes down to something like that, it'd be similar to like Buffalo where it goes to overtime and then they win it by seven anyways. You know what I mean? Or plus. But um, no, I'm 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 big on Chiefs here. I think I think there's just too much for the Bengals to keep up with on on defense. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. It, Owen said it earlier. This could very well be a blowout. Wouldn't surprise me. Definitely not on the Bengals end, blowing out the Chiefs. But the Chiefs could definitely blow out the Bengals. It's going to be tough. This is going to be a fun game. I think this could be another entertaining back and forth showdown. It's going to be good. Yeah. 100%. Rematch of week 17. What a game. We're all watching the unlikely story of Burrow coming back. The Jamar Chase catch at the end. It was all amazing. Uh, and then, of course, Evan McPherson to end the game, which he's been doing quietly ever since that fateful week three matchup against the Packers where yeah. he got a case of the Crosbys. They both did. They both did. And Crosby was lucky enough to end it. Um, um, anyways, so continue. One of those games, this, this was a Jamar Chase game in the previous matchup, 11, 11 catches, 266 yards. It's one of those like Every three games, it felt like Chase was having these unreal numbers. Um, the uh, Kansas City sent the blitz after him, but the Bengals' front had it handled, which they usually do not. Uh, it almost seems like they fare much worse against just a, a base, you know, four-man front, which was kind of what the Titans were throwing at him. Um, nonetheless, like. Uh, when Kansas City wasn't blitzing, it ended up being their three-man fronts, and Chris Jones got home twice for two sacks. Um, he Burrow has excelled in empty backfields. They run literal like the most spreaded-out offense in the NFL by far, which uh, really comes up with these huge like Jamar numbers and. 466 yards with only two touchdowns, like these crazy weird stat lines. And it feels like, again, like I said about the blitz, like it feels like 
it's kind of going to handcuff Kansas City's defense a bit. And it's really going to be up to Mahomes to keep up with the shootout, which is crazy to say about the Chiefs is that they're going to have to be the ones to keep up with the shootout because they're up to this point have been the most shootout type of team in the league. That being said, give me Patrick Mahomes to win this game, but not cover Bengals plus oh. seven. Jeremy's the lone wolf. Ooh-hoo. I think seven points is enough for me to like sit in that little middle ground of a Chiefs field goal win at the end or something. Or what do you think uh, about that, Evan Jeremy? McPherson field goal to win it at the end. I I see that's the thing about the seven points is you get the option that the Bengals can win, but I'm still leaning to a close Chiefs victory, much like they did against Buffalo. Jeremy, do you agree? Or you don't, I mean, I know you don't agree, but do you see my point? I get it. I just um I don't think I wouldn't bet on it's too early to go. Burrow is going to keep up with Mahomes. Now, to say that about Allen, it's not that big of a stretch. To say it with Burrow, I'm just not comfortable with that yet. I, I haven't seen it. You know what I mean? You, we haven't seen him do it in a pressure situation where it has to be done. This game wouldn't surprise me if it ended up closing out 21 to 42 or something like that. It just – it really wouldn't. I could see the Chiefs getting up big early um, and just burying them. Um, I think this is a spot, too, where – coaching could really pay a play a big aspect and Reed could like seriously out coach the boy on the other side. You know what I mean? The boy. That's just what Joe Burrow wants to. The the one thing that I think could wreak havoc on the Bengals, uh similar to what happened last week, Justin Simmons did it. Chris Jones, the guy on Jeremy's list, could do the exact same thing and just wreak havoc on Joe Burrow in the backfield. D Ford also there, uh big time pass rusher for the Chiefs. That would be the one caveat I would on taking the Chiefs. I'm I'm sticking with the Bengals, of course, but the one way the Chiefs could blow out the Bengals is they're getting pressure like that on Burrow, which that's really the only way you can stop them at this point. But I'm sticking with the Bengals, of course. Go. Jeremy, lone wolfs the Chiefs, minus seven. It's a good team to do it with. Uh, not – Against the spread, but I see your point as well. Uh, it seems like they've kind of after that Buffalo game, there's a lot of confidence in that team. It feels like. Let's move on. Sunday night, a NFC Championship matchup, divisional matchup, hosting a game in the building that the Super Bowl will take place. Ken, the LA Rams. What a crazy thing! to say that we're one game away from possibly having back-to-back years of a team playing the Super Bowl in their own stadium. After never happening. After literally never happening. Literally. Um, San Francisco 49ers traveling to SoFi Stadium. Guess this line. I forgot to do it last time. I would like you gentlemen to guess the line. Well, I think it's going to be closer than the Ram, or Ram, well, Chiefs, um, Bengals. Definitely going to be less than that. Rams are at home. Niners are hot. Niners are also – Sean McVay has never beaten the Niners. So I think 
Maybe you throw that in there. I'm going to say two and a half. Two and a half half. Rams. Sorry. Two and a half Rams. Right. Of course. Jeremy. That's a good line, Seth. Thank you. I'm going to go one by a two. I'm going to go one and a half. You're at one and a half. You should have went the other way. The public has pushed this line to three and a half. Ooh, okay. Apparently, the Rams are the hot ticket on this one for the public, which means that the Sharps are probably, you know, they're probably running that number up so they can get it. And now a lot of people are buying in at San Fran plus three and a half is kind of the popular bet now. Uh, Let me give a little intro to this game. You got Shanahan and McVeigh. Long-time rivals already in their young careers and will be long-time rivals to come because, Jesus Christ, they might not ever leave these teams at the rate it's going. Um, since becoming head coaches, uh, Mano Imano, 10 games, Shanahan is 7-3 against McVeigh. Six, uh, won the last six. Uh, includes two this year. They swept them up to this point. Obviously, we were talking about week 18, 49ers need the win to get into the playoffs, and they did in that very SoFi Stadium. Three weeks later, here we are, same building. Uh, 49ers, last game, were down 17 to nothing, and they won the game by three. Defensive line dominated. Most of that game uh, against a Ram offensive line that was hurt slash injured, whatever you want to say. Uh, 49ers have seven sacks and 21 pressures on basically zero blitzing. It's all the four-man front let Bosa take off. In two games against Stafford, seven sacks, 21 pressures. Dang. Okay. It's a little bit crazy. So A little bit. Do the Rams – lean on cam Akers and running the ball or do the 49ers find a way to destroy that too seth rams minus three and a half at home what do you got okay this one's tough i think this one is tougher than the Bengals chiefs games to be honest i think just because of the line where that was easy for me to pick the Bengals. this one's so close I mean, it's it, it's hard to not pick the Niners because of their recent success against the Rams, and they just feel destined almost, I guess. They, just keep, they keep pulling these wins out in ugly fashion, but they're doing it. But I'm going to go with the hot hand on the other side. Give me Matt Stafford, who has been equally as brilliant as those other quarterbacks on the AFC side. Give me Matt Stafford to continue that with the addition of OBJ, Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson. They got weapons all over the place. And I feel like uh, the Rams offensive line will probably play better than the Packers offensive line. And um, they'll pull it off. Give me the Rams. You know, probably is a fair statement and uh, probably is exactly right. Jeremy. What do you say? Three and a half Rams, correct? Correct. I'm going to take the Niners to keep it within that. Woo! The first... I, 
Upset for Jeremy. I get the even if the Rams win, it's going to be super tight. Um, the whole Shanahan having McVeigh by the balls scares the hell out of me. I mean, <laughs> six, six straight is that's significant, you know. It, and it's, it's tough. not like it's tough. It's it's not like they're flake like flaky wins. It's not like it's you know they seem odd. They're they're big time wins and big time moments, you know. They just genuinely seem to have the Rams number. Um, I think it's just partly because of the way the 49ers built. They're built from the front, the front end back, and they control the ball and they control the line of scrimmage. And the thing about the Rams is they lean heavy on like one or two guys on each side of the ball there. Um, so yeah, I think the Niners keep it within that. And I it wouldn't surprise me if the Niners squeak one out here. It really wouldn't. Yeah, give me a Give me them San Francisco 49ers. Give me old Jimmy Q. Jimmy Q. Just thought of something. Uh, as I read the 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 deficit part for week 18, Niners Rams. If the Rams didn't take their foot off the gas, the Packers would still be in the playoffs today. So that was a hard realization to read just now. Uh, and then you'd have the Cowboys probably would have survived week one. Or the Eagles. It probably wouldn't have been Cowboys or Eagles. Rams would have had an easy week one or wild card win against the Saints. Cowboys would have traveled to Green Bay. L.A. would have beat Tampa Bay like they did. But that's all a dream. It was all a dream. Thank you, Biggie. Oh, well, let me see. <laughs> ah, that hurts. Now, to get my mind back in the game, so to speak. I think that uh, the Niners offense will look a lot more uh, coherent, competent, I think is the word I'm looking for. Uh, I think the weather and the, just the circumstance of the Packer game was really, uh, really made both offenses look really bad. But I think this one kind of everything kind of levels out. I think we don't we don't see a shootout, but we certainly see uh uh, trading scores or trading decent drives. I see a lot of Debo. I see a lot of Debo on the ground. And I see a lot of big Kittle catches. I see a late drive by Stafford. Sent to overtime, and I see 49ers winning in overtime. Ooh. Give me the Niners plus three and a half. Uh, it's, you know, the Rams are star studded, man, but I mean, it's, it's again, like you said, Seth, team of destiny, the 49ers, it's literally they're They've been unstoppable. They, they started hot right when you needed to. I started getting scared of a mid season right along with the Colts. I hung my hat on the wrong of one of those two teams for sure. Uh, give me the Niners cap it off in a potential rematch of the Super Bowl, the last pre-COVID Super Bowl. Ooh, that would be entertaining. Nobody would have thought of that. Jimmy G back in the Super Bowl, maybe in his last time as a Niner, too, if he makes it. That would be insane. I think if he makes it, I don't know if it's his last time as a Niner. You don't think so? I don't know. I don't know. But we'll, you know, I don't know. This will be a fun game. Both of these games are going to be great, I think. 
I think it'll be a great Sunday. It will be. It will be. You know, it's hard, though. Rams have this going for them. It's hard to beat a team three times in one year. That's true. That's what they always say. There's, it's, a, it's not a ton of logic to it, but it's also absolutely true sometimes. So <laughs> you're, yes. you're right. All right. So Jeremy Lone Wolf's the first game, and I Lone Wolf Sunday night. Beautiful. Correct. Owen just needs a little help from a friend. So I would I mean. love to go undefeated for just one time to make up for the rest of the year. That sucked. Absolute ass. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Owen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Good you for luck. the backup on that one. You could have, you know, you could have patted my back and said, everything's going to be okay. Owen, you're doing great. All right. You know what? A for effort, a for effort, at least you're trying participation, participation. How's, how do you like that one? You know, it's probably good I'm getting all, you know, all the yips out before sports betting actually comes to Wisconsin. There you go. It's just, this is a trial run. Trial run. Damn it. All right. That is the Line is Right Championship Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All right. It's time for a little trivia just to end the pod once again and the show. I got one question for y'all. For y'all. For all y'all. Speaking of Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. So it's just a fun name to say, don't you think? Cup. It's just, just keep saying it over and over again. All right. He had his 12th game of 100 plus receiving yards in a season against the Bucks last weekend, including playoffs, of course. Tying this Hall of Fame wide receiver who had 12 in 1995. So Cooper Cup had his 12th game of 100-plus yards in a season, including the playoffs, which he did against the Bucks last weekend. Tying this Hall of Fame wide receiver who had 12, including the playoffs, in the 1995 season. Jerry Rice? The answer? Jerry, uh, Jeremy's going Jerry Rice. Owen? Any, any wide receiver thing like this, it's always safe to go with Rice. It is for sure. I, I that's obviously the first thing I thought of. Uh, I didn't know if it, Seth would pick something chalk. Uh, you've guessed Sterling Sharp to other questions. I felt like that could have been a Sterling Sharp answer if I knew that he didn't get hurt by then. I can't remember when exactly. He I, I feel like he was probably hurt by then. I remember '94 in my head, either being his. I don't know. Well, you saying that, you just talked me out of the answer, so I'll keep uh, – give me one second. Anybody other than Rice? I mean, Irvin made big plays, but he wasn't like a huge yardage consistently guy. Um, Hall of Fame wide receiver. Look, I don't want to pick – I don't want to pick Jerry Rice just because Jeremy did, but I have to. So both of y'all are going for Jerry Rice. I feel like I got to change then, damn. 95? Uh, Jeremy, I'll give you a chance to change since I gave Owen a second chance on his. Would you like to change your answer, yes or no? I mean, if Owen's going to go Rice, we can't both go Rice, even though it probably is. I can think of names, but I can't think of anyone that I want to pick. What year was it again, Seth? 95. 1995. Nineteen ninety-five. Lots of receivers played that year. 
Can you name the correct one? Wait a bit. I'm sure there's a few. Did they play in the Super Bowl that year? I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, that would also be a get big giveaway, and I'm not even going to even attempt to tell you. This this is the trouble with these type of things is the big time passing offense at that time was the Niners. You know what I mean? And Rice was the big time guy of it. Um, so it sounds like you're sticking Rice. I wanted to throw another name out there just to like have someone. Wasn't the Montana was gone by then, wasn't he? It was Steve Young, 95, wasn't it? It was Steve Young. Yeah, pretty sure. Steve Young. Had to be Steve Young in the 90s because he was in Kansas City, Joe Montana, the last couple of years in the 90s there to end it. I'm going to stick with Rice. There's just no better answer. All right. Jay Rice is incorrect. Okay. Time out. Now Here. let me try to get some more. Now that, you, now that you told me I'm wrong. All right. Hurry yeah, up. I agree. Come on. I agree. I agree. 95. Owen, where are you going with this so far? I, I keep coming back. What's the guy from Atlanta's name? But I don't I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. But I know uh, Andre Eisen? No. Is it Metcalf? Oh, oh no. Eric Metcalf? But he was was it? God, my just, head was... It seems like he had a season like that then, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. My head Eric just Metcalf, he might be in the Hall of Fame. Well, I'll look that one up for you. I'll look that okay. one up. Oh, and my head went to Chris to Carter. See if he was a Hall of Famer. Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Yeah. I just, he's at, so he's at Minnesota early on with his Minnesota career, 95. Eric Metcalf that's is not in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Oh, and that's a really good question was, uh, I just Carter felt like it was almost too early. Was he, and I don't think he had a season like that with the Eagles. He didn't. He didn't. He barely played with the Eagles because he was always, Smoking the weed and Carter, he wouldn't have had that many years before Moss, would he have? 10 seconds to give me an answer. I'm just gonna end it there. Uh, um, <laughs> Duke, Isaac Bruce, Isaac Bruce. Okay, Owen, five seconds. Give me something, something. anything, nothing? nothing. Okay. Incorrect. The correct answer is none other than Owen already mentioned him, but quickly threw his name out the window. Out of big blue, number 88. Wow. Irvin. I never really thought he was a big time stat stuffer either, but I, I guess I do remember he had one pretty big year. That was his highest ever. Highest 1,600 yards he had that season uh, with 10 touchdowns total. Also, the only bitch. year that he went over 100 catches, too. That's unreal, Seth, that you let me do that. You said it, and I'm like, oh. And then you're like, nah, it's not Michael Irvin. I was, yeah, I was quickly like, yeah, I felt like he was just like, uh, he was just really good in, in spots, you know? He was just, but shit. And then there was a moment, too, where he had rice, and I was like, I got to think of something. Irvin, yeah, but I don't want to pick Irvin. Like, it was just that dumb. was the first name that came to your head, or at least the first name you said. And then you just went, eh. I think it was Sharp and then Irvin, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, one way. Okay. Was Sharp, was Sharp hurt by then? Um, he probably was. I didn't look that one up, but I'm pretty sure he was. Okay. You know what the crazy thing Yeah, he retired thing? in 94. So, yep, year before. Got it. I just want to throw this out there real quick. Read off Irvin's stats real fast, Seth. 
10 touchdowns, 1,600 yards, and 100 receptions, right? 111 to be exact. And Troy Aikman still only threw 16 touchdowns. God. <laughs> 10 of them were too. <laughs> nice. And Troy Aikman still only had 3,300 yards. That guy, like, I don't want to just continue to be Dallas hater, but I'm going to. That guy is, like, pretty soon here going to be the bottom rung of what it takes to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, he he literally was only in because he was on uh, one of the greatest dynasties of all time in the 90s. The 90s Cowboys, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, like, yeah, his numbers are garbage. Abysmal. abysmal. Like For a um, Hall of Fame quarterback, yeah, it's pretty bad. Even in that era, to not throw at least mid-20s is rough. Yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're not Kelly wrong. Was, Absolutely not wrong. Jim Kelly with Andre Reid. Oh, and that's who we should have named off Andre Reid. He said Ryzen. I was looking at Bills and I was thinking about it, but I was gonna say Jim Kelly, though, those guys put up way better numbers. Even Thermos Tom Thermon Thomas, those guys had hella stats, but sorry, Seth, please feel free. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Oh, oh, I thought you had an oh okay. I didn't. That was it. I just had one. These playoffs, I'm just I simmed it down to one. Got it. Just one question. That's why I kind of let you guys ramble on a little bit because I just had the you one. Did. You did. We rambled on for sure. Yeah. But we were right. Well, that's it. That's the pod. Our predictions are there. We'll see if Owen can go undefeated this weekend. Best of luck oh. to you. We'll see. We will catch up with you next week. Once again, enjoy some football championship Sunday. It's going to be good. Preview for the Super Bowl, of course. Otherwise, as always, adios. 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 I is a dude.